Hello and welcome to the AGSB Sports Podcast. I'm Scott Meakin, Head of Sport, and today we've got with us James Vallely, current year 13 and under 18 hockey captain. How are you, James? You okay? Yeah, good, thanks, sir. Coping with the lockdown? Yeah, getting pretty used to lockdown life now. I mean, what, it's been six or seven weeks almost. Um, So, yeah, just... Usual day involves sort of a run in the morning, just trying to keep active. And other than that, been sort of watching a few TV series, been watching the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix, which is a great watch. Michael Jordan, what's it called? Is it just called Michael Jordan? Or... It, it's called The Last Dance. The Last Dance. Have you had a haircut whilst in lockdown? Uh, no, I've been letting it grow out wild, <laughs> hoping the hairdressers are going to open up soon, though. And what's the um, community spirit like around your area? Is it noticeable? Is it different? or? Yeah, it's really good, to be honest. Um, people are sort of out and about. Most people, like when I've been out running, people walking around, obviously still sticking to the social distancing rules, but... Everyone seems in my community upbeat and pretty happy with the situation. Yeah, Fedu. Well, talking about the situ- current situation, how do you? What's your personal feelings on the um, the A level grading system and uni- university placements that's going to be going on this year? Yeah, obviously it's a bit strange. Never really happened before, but I guess my first reaction would be relief that there's no no longer the pressure of having to sit any exams, but. I guess with the with these new grades they're given, we don't really know exactly what that means or how it's going to affect us. And you can, I guess, make an argument that they seem a bit hollow if we've not really been able to earn them. You mean because you've not done the exact the exams? Yeah, exactly. It just sort of feels. Obviously, it's good not having to sit exams, but just feel whether you've actually earned the grades that you're going to be given. I think realistically, the way that the the school will, will grade it'll be um, it'll be almost like a two year process. The work you've done, yeah, exactly. It'll be uh, the hard work that you've done to get the grade you deserve. So I'd look at it that way as opposed to them being hollow. Yeah, good point. Fair enough. Um, how do you think it'll affect you personally then with the grading system? I'm hoping it won't have a major impact, personally, say, on progression to university. My predicted grades are high enough to get into the places that I've applied to, so hopefully it shouldn't have a massive impact. So where have you applied to? Um, So I've applied to and have offers from Bristol, Leeds, Durham and Oxford to study earth science. Earth science, you say? Yeah, and, yeah, and what's your uh, first choice? My first choice is Durham. Durham. Any particular reason? Um, to be honest, it's mainly for the hockey. It's right. offers a great course, but the hockey as well combined is what makes it my number one choice. And have you had any um, lines of communication with Durham University or well, the hockey coaches there, anything yeah. like that? Yeah, I have. They've, um, they're pretty keen on the hockey, so I've been in contact with the coaches probably 
once a week since January time, just keeping me up to date with the situation and how their program's evolving. Is that just a, just lines of communication or are they passing over training programs or anything like that? Uh, yeah, so they sort of um, they pass over their training programs, what they're doing, etc. Um, while there's been lockdown on, I've had sort of Zoom calls with them, going over sort of video analysis of how they like to play and all that sort of stuff. Oh, very. And is it similar to how you like to play and what you're how you're currently playing, or is it going to be big different? A big difference for you when you go there. Um, it's a it's definitely a different style of play as to what I'm used to, say, sort of structure and how they set up. But the sort of key principles are the same, really. So I'm hoping I can adapt to it quite quickly. Great stuff. So we've t- t- touched on your hockey um, just there. But what I want to go to now is just actually just to <clears throat> go over your sporting history. How old you were when you started playing, who you played for, positions you played, what different sports you may have played as a younger lad as well. Yeah. So first sport I played wasn't hockey, it was football. I played probably from about five years old. Played a mixture of a right wing and striker at primary school and then at a club where I played for Hell United. When I got to um, AGSB, continued playing football, but at fullback in our team. And along with football, I pretty much play any sport I can do, so been playing cricket, doing any sort of running. This was all probably up to about 13, 14, where I'll play five or six sports. And then that's when I decided to specialise or cut down on the other sports to focus more on hockey. Right. And where were you playing hockey at that point? So uh, that point, I played... I've always played at the local club, Bowdoin. So I started playing at nine and then sort of progressing up the junior ranks all the way. And then when I was about 14, I started playing uh, for the senior teams. And that's when I didn't have enough time to pursue multiple sports. Yeah. And any accolades along the way, any representative honours or anything like that? Yeah, so when I've first started probably about the age of 11 they became sort of county and regional trials so 11 or 12 I was playing for our under 12 northwest of England side and from then you have um as you call selection tournaments for the, an under 14 UK touring side which I was lucky enough to get picked for so about the age of 13, then I was playing for a side called the UK Lions. Right. And then from there, progressing up the sort of official England hockey ranks. At 15, I got picked from the north of England side to get into the England under-16 squad, which is one of my greatest achievements in hockey. Excellent. And where are you currently up to now? With your hockey? So I'm coming... Currently playing with Bowdoin men's first team in sort of the football equivalent of what you call the championship, so a high standard, and playing with uh, England under-18 hockey at the minute as well. 
And how's that going, the England under 18s? Yeah, it's been it's been really good so far. We had in February we had our first series of sort of the season where we played Ireland, won the test series. I was lucky enough to score a goal, which was really good, first international goal. But yes, it's been really good so far. Obviously the programmes had to shut down a little bit with the sort of ongoing situation, can't really train together. So what uh, what have they put into 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 place so you can still keep fit and still do bits here and there? What what are England racing is doing? So we have a we have a sort of strength and conditioning exercise program which we are following throughout the year. So we're continuing with that, and we also have we have a running challenge which is linked with the Great Britain under twenty one side. So we have like competitive basis to push ourselves. So each week we get given a new challenge, whether it's sort of a 2K time trial or Cooper and or 800 meter split times that we have to try and achieve in order to basically keep us fit and running. So when we do come back, we're ready to hit the ground running. So what's this week's challenge you've got to do? This week's challenge is... The Cooper run we do at school, but it is split up into two meter intervals. Uh, sorry, two minute intervals. Right. So you have the 12 minutes and you run for two of them as hard as you can, pretty much. Then you rest for one minute and you do it until you've completed the 12 minutes. And we have to record how far we've run. Oh, okay. Okay. And what's the, is there a, is there a distance you're, you're aiming for with that test? Um, the under 21 squad average was 3.5k, so I'm hoping I can just about go above that. Probably 3.6 would be nice. yeah, no, that'd be good. That'd be good. So, I mean, that sounds very uh, it's quite physically demanding. When you got into the England setup, did you notice uh, the physicality was ramped up, or was it more technique and tactical based training? What was the main difference? Uh, for me, for me, the main difference coming into the England side was definitely the physical physical aspect of it, especially when I was still a small person now, but when I first came in, I was probably the smallest player in the team and everyone else, you'd have people uh, six foot, very strong, use their pace and their power to play. For me, the sort of technical aspect of it has never really been that much of a problem. I've always been a pretty decent technical player, but when you come into sort of a representative side from everyone across the country, you really notice the increase in sort of intensity and physical pace which the game's played at. Oh, very good. So when you were 14 and you, you got into the senior setup at Bowden, um, was it an easy decision to, to drop everything for the hockey? Was it simply a decision that you, you were playing it? playing at a higher standard in the hockey so everything else went um, everything else went by the wayside or um no not really it was quite a difficult decision and it was drawn out over a long period so during year 10 I was still playing for the school football team and obviously Saturday morning games would we had them and then I'd have a game usually for Bowden hockey at say 12 o'clock one o'clock. So for the majority of the season, I was sort of trying to balance playing half nine school football in the morning 
and then racing off to get to the hockey game in the afternoon. And it just, I, I really enjoyed the football, so that's why I wanted to keep playing it. But eventually, not just the timing, it was getting pretty difficult to play to the best of my ability in the hockey, sort of two hours after just playing a full 70 minutes of football. So, I mean, I was, when I was speaking to Mr. Oflin, he was he was really good about it because the sort of away games that I couldn't always make and he was really accommodating with my needs. But eventually, I just had to make the decision to prioritise. No, that makes sense. Makes sense. And it's, and it's something that a lot of boys at our school um, go through, that, that similar sort of process. That they come to AGSB and they play so many different types of sport. And then when they do reach that 14, 15 uh, age, they do have to then just make a decision of which one they're going to go and try and progress as far as they can with. Um <clears throat> Do you think hockey offers anything extra or different to other sports? Yeah, I think in general hockey is played at what I'd say is a lot a much faster pace than other sort of team invasion games. A key difference, say, if you compare hockey with football, which people would argue they're quite similar to, is the lack of an offside rule which allows players to get as high up the pitch as they want, which really stretches the game, allowing more space for you to operate in, which allows the game to be played much faster pace. And it also means goal scoring is a lot more common in hockey. Sort of high scoring games are pretty commonplace there, which makes it very entertaining to watch. That's a very fair point, fair point. Um is there one teammate or coach that's influenced you more than others in your hockey? Yeah, probably. Um, someone called Ian Hardingham, I'd say, has had the greatest influence over me in my hockey career so far. I was first coached by him probably 11 or 12 when I got into the northwest of England side. And at that point, I was, I'd say I was a good individual player. I was good at attacking, going forwards, all that sort of stuff. But he really emphasised the need for me to play in a team and there's more than just going forwards and beating players individually, sort of being able to defend and run and work back with the team. And later on, I've ended up playing with him in the senior side. And I've always, one thing I've always respected about him is he, he sort of tells it how it is. There's no sugarcoating the truth. If he thinks you're not pulling your weight, he'll let you know properly. So that's always been something I've respected about him. Is that uh, how coaches get the best out of you? Being to the point, concise, and maybe a little bit of a rocky up your backside if, if needed? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, I when someone annoys you, it's sort of when I get annoyed when I play, I usually... Yeah, you end up using it as fuel to play better. Uh, for me, I don't really particularly want someone saying, oh, well done, like, try a bit better next time. That doesn't really do anything for you. When someone tells you, like, this isn't good enough, like, you need to get your act together, that's something that really motivates me to play better. Well, I see. Um, so across your playing career, then, who would you say the be best player you've played with is and why? Oh, that, that's 
close one, tough decision. I played with a lot of a lot of good players, but best player I've ever played with probably Simon Edgerton. I play with him at the minute in the Bowden men's first team. So as a player, he's he's currently come back to Bowden where he used to play as a kid, but he's played sort of GB hockey and he's gone away to play in the Dutch and the German league. So he's got a lot of experience. But what makes him probably the best player I've played with, he's, he's an out-and-out goal scorer. I mean, this season, I think scored 30 odd goals for us in the league and if you sort of give him a sniff in the D in the shooting circle he'll score so yeah he's just a great centre forward Now on the 25th of March we should have had our end of year senior sports awards evening now unfortunately COVID-19 put pay to that and so um, during that evening you'll be able to sing the praises or or maybe mock some of your teammates. So I just want to ask you a couple of questions about the current uh, HSB under-18, first and 11. So who do you think currently is the best player on the squad? Best player on the squad for me would be Nick Henshaw. He's been a bit, struggled a bit with injuries this season with his shoulder and everything. But he came back, national finals, Key member of the team, solid defender, best player in the team for me. And what about the best trainer? Best trainer, close one between Ollie Evans and Owen Hamnett. Both always show up, very keen attitude, wanting to improve. I think Ollie Evans just takes it. Why is that? Just cleaner or? He's just always out there on the pitch. I think he's pretty much first one on the pitch every time, one of the last to leave as a goalkeeper as well. He's always asking for like penalties after the game to try and improve. So that's that's a good sign that he wants to get better. And well, he's yeah, going above and beyond and last, last person off the pitch yeah. after training. Yeah, good trait. Um, who's the, the fittest player? Close one again, probably between Ted Williams and Nick Henshaw. Both very fit. Possibly Nick takes it with his competitive edge. I don't know, Ted can be quite competitive. A multi-sport athlete, he's doing his hockey and his rugby. He's quite good. Yeah. Um, what's been the funniest moment of the season? All of Albert's team talks. Uh hilarious to be honest we can be 5-0 up at half time and it's still you're rubbish we're being roasted for not trying properly but for a funniest moment of the season would probably have to be the Owen Hamlet own goal against Cody Grange in the cup round of 16 I mean given the context of the game it was for them to draw level we shouldn't have been laughing but the way it went down it was just Comedy of errors. It was too funny not to laugh in. All from Owen or the squad with the errors? Uh, probably multiple errors leading up to a bad pass, gifting the ball to the centre forward, and then the own goal kind of just icing on top. I bet of the cake. Uh, Albert didn't find it funny. No, I think it's 
stormed off down the Hopefully I'll have, uh, Albert will be joining me for uh, for one of these podcasts in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, which be, yeah. Oh, really? So, um, what's been the best moment of the season? Me, best moment of the season would be indoor national finals this year, where we beat Repton 3-2 in the group stages. After losing to Whitgift in the first game, it was sort of a must win for us to qualify to the semi-finals. Um, for the first half, we played the best hockey we've ever played as a team. We went 3-0 up, absolutely dominating the game. And unfortunately, second half, Repton, they came back into it, scored two goals with five minutes to go. And we really had to dig, dig into save the game. I mean, they had a penalty corner in the last play of the game, which we managed to save off the line. And it's for that reason, the character which we showed in beating a team with the sort of renowned hockey school likes of Repton to show that we can play that well against them in the first half, but also have the character to dig in and get a result when we need it in the second half. That's why it's the best moment of the season yeah. for me. I suppose that's a, it's a good, almost underdog story because as a school, although we do excel in hockey, um, we definitely don't have the resources of the likes of Whitgift or Repton um, when it comes to any of the individual sports, but we still manage to compete with them um, on the national stage, which is, uh, which is fantastic for our school. Um, how do you? Yeah, exactly. How do you think HSBs influence your sport? I think it's influenced my sport a lot because it offers such a wide range of sports, which has allowed me to compete. As I said before, playing football, hockey, cricket, athletics, also it just offers such a wide range that if you're willing to put yourself out there to play, then. There's so much that you can get involved with. And because you can do all that, I think it really developed my sports. We have access to some great facilities. I mean, football pitches, the AstroTurf, the gym, etc. So I think for me, because I've had a good attitude with wanting to improve with my sports all across the board, I've been able to use the opportunity I've been given to really improve and get to where I've got. Now, you've been fortunate enough to go through the AGSB sports programme uh, from year 7 to 13. Could you now comment on the strengths of it and possibly areas that it could be improved? Yeah, definitely. I think the main strength of the programme is the inclusivity. I mean, as I said before, there's opportunities which cater for everyone. I mean from like badminton sessions from seven o'clock onwards in the morning to, I don't know, the main, you could say the main sort of football rugby, it offers stuff for everyone. And I mean, there's the other thing, the staff at AGSBB, they give up so much of their free time to help with the teams. I mean, I mean with football, it was always the sort of lunchtime technical sessions of how we could defend our corners for the ready for the opposition or a few sort of cheeky free kicks and set pieces that we're going to do before the game or whether it was sort of driving long distances with the hockey say to get down to London for big tournaments so I think the effort from the staff is another key aspect of why HSB Sport is so good. Anything we could do to improve in your point of view? 
Um, some new indoor <laughs> boards would be nice. But uh, but no, on a on a genuine note, um, I'm not too sure. I think just keep providing the opportunities. Really, if there's any listening to perhaps if anyone has any ideas and make sure we can continue to expand so that everyone can have a sporting opportunity that they feel they yeah, want. That's the point. And get those get those new indoor boards. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so I was going to ask you what your favourite sporting memory whilst being at HSB was. Is is that the indoor finals this year? Is there something else that comes to mind? Um, indoor finals this year definitely up there I think to be honest though last year's team I mean that's the best team we've ever had with the likes of all the players from my year but also sort of Ben Nicholson Maz Bennett was all the players from the year above when we played in that side and I mean we went to the national finals again with sort of the underdog mentality but rather than scraping past teams we were hammering sort of the best teams in the country I mean as I said Repton before it wasn't a 3-2 scrape win we beat yeah. them 6-0 St George's 7-0 I think to show teams that we could play like that and absolutely just destroy these renowned schools with the team we had and come second in the country unfortunately losing to Whitgift on penalties Despite the ending, I'd say that's definitely my best yes, one. Up north, going down south and, and giving it to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, where do you want hockey to take you then? So a big goal of mine was to play in the under-18 European Championships this summer with England. But unfortunately... The tournament has been cancelled, which isn't great. But in the future, I'm looking to um, make it into the under-21 Great Britain side, if I'm good enough to make it. And also, next year with Durham, I'm looking to play Premier League hockey. Yeah. I mean, you you then be reunited with Maz. Because be, if, if you manage to get into it early in the 21s, he'll be still be there, won't he? He's one year above you. Yeah, it'd be great. Since he's left, not had an opportunity to play with him, so it'd be good to get back playing if I can get in. So obviously you've got to a fantastic level with the hockey. Um, is there one personality trait that's enabled you to reach this level above others? If you had to put it down to one personality trait that you have, which do you think it would be? I think it's probably got to be determination and sort of perseverance I mean you can put down or you've got far due to sort of your technical ability and all you're good at the sport is kind of handed on a silver platter but it's not really there's training sessions where you've come off the pitch and you've been like just been beasted running for ages and you feel sort of what's the point in really continuing but for me I've always loved hockey and I think it's the mindset of I'm not going to quit. I'm going to work as hard as I can to be the best player that I can be. And I'd say that's probably what's got me to the level. I think that that's uh, a very valid valid point. A lot of people can take note of that. Uh, if they're aspiring to be a top flight sportsman, determination and grit, I think, are two um, vital, vital traits that you need to have. 
Um, I just want to take a moment just to talk about your leadership. Um, you're obviously captain of the hockey team, a uh, successful hockey team. Uh, in your opinion, what does good leadership look like? For me, I've always believed that leading by example is the best form of leadership. I mean, if you can act upon what you're trying to tell others, I feel the message becomes a lot more powerful and people are drawn towards you more. So if we look today at sort of the best sporting leaders in the world, for me, I'd look up to someone like Kieran Reid with the All Blacks and it's not just what they say, it's about how they sort of implement the team's philosophy and get others to rally around yeah, them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We well, talked about leading by example. Are there any other aspects of, um, of leadership that you think are also equally as important? Yeah, definitely. I think determination and a clear vision of what you want to achieve are key aspects of leadership. But possibly even more important would be the ability to, I guess, look at a problem in more than one way and to be able to listen to other people and take their advice. Mm -hmm. Because by being able to listen to people and showing you value them in the team environment, it creates a stronger connection and sort of allows you to work with definitely, them going forward. Definitely. I mean, if you were to give advice to a year seven that wanted to become under-18 hockey captain... Um, what would it be? My main advice would be get involved as much as you can. The school offers such great opportunities. So as soon as you get there, try, just give it a go. You may not have played before, but I'm sure if you give it a go, I wasn't particularly keen when I first started playing hockey, but as soon as you get into it, it's a great sport. I'm sure you'd love it. But I think also, once you've given it a go, don't give up with anything too easily. If you enjoy something, you should continue to do it. And I would recommend with hockey, if you look to find a club outside of school, that will help you develop your game, really, and just take any opportunity that you can. Yeah, good points. If you had to describe HSB Sport in three words, what would it be? Oof, three words um inclusive ambitious and probably ambitious winning. i like that i like that a lot and what does hsb mean to you for me my time at hsb it's probably it's been a great seven years of my life i have so many memories here that I can say I look back fondly upon and with that in mind I'd say it makes me extremely proud to say I've gone to this school and I'll always hold like a place in my heart to look back on with when I'm older. Yeah great point. Um, if money was no object what sports equipment would allow AGSB to improve? Oh, I already said it, new indoor boards. Um, um, if money was no object, water-based AstroTurf would be nice. Um, possibly new set of goalposts would be good. Um, 
I don't know. Other than that, pretty, pretty very good, very good. Okay, James, we're coming to the end of the podcast now. All that leaves for us to do is the two point six charity challenge. I'm going to ask you twenty six questions. You've got to answer openly, honestly, and quickly. Uh, and upon completion, you'll give a donation to the charity. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's great. Okay, let's get started. So, would you rather be able to fly or be invisible? Be invisible, definitely. McDonald's or Nando's? Nando's. Indoor hockey or outdoor hockey? Indoor hockey. Gym session or go for a run? Go for a run. Beach holiday or skiing holiday? Skiing holiday. UFC or boxing? Boxing. One-on-one or penalty flick? One-on-one. The Hulk or Thor? The Hulk. Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad? Game of Thrones. Dogs or cats? Cats. A-levels or hockey? Hockey. Hands for feet or feet for hands? Hands for feet. Skydive or bungee jump? Skydive. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Harry Potter. Tyson Fury or Anthony Joshua? Tyson Fury. Strongest man in the world or fastest man in the world? Fastest man in the world. World record or Olympic gold? Olympic gold. Harry Styles or One Direction? One Direction. Bench press or squat? Bench press. Xbox or PS4? Xbox. Mum or Dad? Really? Uh, (laughs) Neither can't answer that question. (laughs) All right, the last few questions, uh, I'm going to give you a little bit more time. So what's your favourite film? In the Pursuit of Happiness. What's your favourite musician, band or artist? Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Who? You probably won't have heard of them. <laughs> I've not. Who was it? Repeat that. Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Right. Um, the last book you read? The last book I read was The Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings. And... Who is the greatest hockey player of all time? Oh, um, Jamie Dwyer. Jamie Dwyer. Who? Dwyer. Australian, yeah. And who is the greatest Olympian of all time? Hmm. Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt. All right, that completes um, today's podcast. Thank you very much, James. Thanks, sir. No problem. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week.
Cheers, and you. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, please follow AGSB Sports on Twitter and Instagram for all um, developments and also few information on future podcasts. Hopefully next week I'll be joined by Elliot Sheridan, the newest member of the sports department, uh, and he'll give his point of view of what AGSB means to him. Thanks very much, and I'll see you later.